talking to some of the best names in contemporary Christian music. This is the Hope FM Artist Interview. And welcome to this week's edition of the Artist Interview, a podcast from Hope FM. And I'm very pleased to have a returning guest on the show this week. It is none other than the wonderful Riley Clemens. Before we speak with Riley, let's hear this track, Fighting For Me. And that was Fighting For Me by Riley Clemens. Hey, Riley, how you doing? I am so good, better now that I'm talking to you. Uh, well, thank you so much for coming back. It's great having you back on the show. Now, um, some listeners will probably remember you from when you first came on the show, but for those that don't, I'm going to recap. Now, you tell me if I get this wrong. Brought up in a church-going family, watched your mum sing in the choir from a young age, you always loved music and started writing songs when you were very small. Uh, and God did an amazing thing. You did a school performance and there was a person there who was really cool and he talked to you afterwards and then wanted to talk to your mum and dad or something. Is that a snapshot of everything up to that point, age 12? That is amazing. You, can you write my biography for me? That's perfect. <laughs> I can only write it if it's an audiobook. There we go. And that's okay. But well done. Yeah, all of that is correct. Wow. Very good. All of that's right. Okay. So, so, but, but maybe you could pick us up from, from age 12, because up to the age of 12, I think most people, generally speaking, uh, adopt their parents' faith and try and do the things that their parents maybe have put in front of them and all the rest of it. So from age 12, uh, Raleigh, what what happened to you? Wow, good question. A lot happened to me. It's, it's so interesting. I look back now with the perspective of being 22 and it's just what you said, you know, I, I was privileged enough to grow up in a house where faith was talked about. We went to church, uh, Jesus was talked about. It was a big, huge, massive part of my family. And I think that around 12 years old, somewhere around that time, there becomes a very important decision. And it's, am I going to adopt my parents' faith and accept it as my own or reject it? Or am I going to create a relationship with God that is purely and uniquely individual to me? And I think that it's so sweet when I look back on some of the earliest songs I was ever writing and co-writing. Um, it makes me smile because you can hear so much of that journey through the music. The perspective of being, I put out my first song when I was 17, I think. And I look back and I honestly wrote a song from a 17 year old's perspective of being in high school and figuring out what it looks like to live with Jesus at the center of your life. So it's it's all been a beautiful whirlwind of learning and failing and getting back up again and discovering more about myself and the love of God every single day. Wow, which is a beautiful thing to discover. And it's a daily exploration because I've got to say there is always more in God. It's if, if you've got to the point where you go, oh, I think I know everything about God, then sorry, dear listener, you've plateaued and I've plateaued many times in my life, but there's always more. And my encouragement would be find out more about God's love every day. I love, I love waking up in the morning and thanking God for stuff. What are the things that you're thankful for right now, Riley? So good. I have 
gotten into the practice lately of in my journal, I love to journal, but I will write down the things I'm grateful for every single morning. I think it's such a good way to start it. But today specifically, I am so grateful for my health. I had a great workout this morning. I'm grateful that my body can do that. I am grateful for the sun sh sunshine here in Nashville, Tennessee. I'm grateful that I'm going to get to travel abroad over to Europe this summer. Ah, I'm so excited. Shalom. I don't take any of yeah. it for granted. It's it's such a big blessing. So lots of things. There is, there's always things to be thankful. Even when things are absolutely rubbish, I still like to try and make time to be thankful for stuff because I think it just helps keep looking in the right direction with things. Um, but but you have got some exciting things and we will come to the fact that you're coming to Europe because that is really exciting news for all of us. Um, so, but tell us a little bit more about that 12 year old journey then of writing songs and faith. Can I just quickly ask, the, the, guy, who, the guy who spotted you when you were at that school performance, I'm gonna call it school performance because I don't know what you call them. It was a choir concert. A choir concert, okay. Now, am I right he became quite significant to you? Yes, he's still my manager today. He's been my manager since I was 13. Okay. So it's been almost 10 years, which is so great. That is <laughs> so fun. amazingly cool. So, um, wow, what a door opening. Not many people that I speak to, nearly everyone, nearly everyone I speak to is in Nashville or spends some of their time in Nashville. That just, that's normal, but, but you grew up there. So that is slightly unusual, I'd say. So that's quite cool, really, um, for it to be home all the time rather than having to make it your home. Um, but it's a lovely story of being found at age 12. What are the things that God is calling you to do, do you feel? Not just singing, but what is it he wants you to achieve with your singing? That's so good. I think that, again, with the fresh perspective every single day, you know, that's that's the key, I think, to so much, so much of the goodness of God is having the perspective to to frame it in a crazy world that will try to get you to frame it as something differently. And so I think a big part of what the Lord is showing me and teaching me right now um, is that I have a platform not only to share music, but to use to be honest and authentic. And I am so passionate, especially within the past year, really. Um, I'm very active on my social media. I have quite a love-hate relationship with social media because I know the damage that it can do and has done to society in so many different ways. Um, so I, I think I think lately I feel so called to help dismantle some of the belief that, you know, what you see on Instagram or TikTok when you scroll is real life. People, people are hurting and have stories that you don't see and know about. So in those moments that it's easy to compare and see the highlight reel of everybody else, it's so important to break that down and, um, and take things more for what they are. So I do feel called to that lately. Um, I think that, I think that in a world of instant gratification, it is so important to remember that God gives us what's in front of us and all we can do is be faithful to exactly what is in front of us. And actually I, I follow you on, on Insta. Um, at, yeah, it's, it's okay. That's probably good. It, ma it makes me chuckle quite often. <laughs> so, um, so you do some quite funny posts. I think, I think that that's what your aim is to make people giggle sometimes and, and it works. So I'm not taking yourself too seriously, but I did see a post that I thought, is that for real? you are holding a bit of cross stitch and you said it's my new hobby cross stitch i love it yeah are you a serious cross stitcher 
Yes, I am. And I, I will tell you, I got my sister doing it too. I am entering my little old lady cross-stitching, sitting, drinking tea at night era. And I'm, I'm welcoming it with open arms. That, that, that is... That is unusual for someone of your age, but I like the fact you came out publicly to say, I am a cross-stitcher. I wonder how many extra people have now taken it up. I'm going to tell you an on-air secret that nobody, no, none of the listeners know. It's the first time I said this. When I was 10, I won a cross-stitching competition. You did? I did. I, I cross-stitched and it had a little hill, it had a little church on it, and I ended up being put in a little, um, a little display of art that was shown at the church. So... There you go. Stop it right now. I know, and it's true. Do you still do it? No, no, no. I, I don't still do it. Oh. But, but um, maybe if I'd carried it on, I'd be a professional cross stitcher at this point. Who knows? Rather than having a radio show, I could have an entirely different life. It, I think it'd have been quite mellow. I, I, I can see the appeal of sort of a hobby like cross stitching, is the sort of thing I think that lets you just relax. That's I'm guessing you find it relaxing. That's why you're doing it. I do. It gets me off my phone too. I, I think that that's so important to just have something to do with your hands while you're sitting around with the family or, or whatever it is that is not on your phone. That is genius. Yes, it would. It would do that because there is a temptation if you're talking to your family, but you've also got your phone that you start doing both at the same time. But cross stitching, I think is socially acceptable to do while talking to people. Oh, you just look classy. Yeah. You just look classy. I like it. Okay, so Good. so that, that, um, that was one of the important points that we had to cover. And I hadn't I hadn't remembered that I'd won a competition until we started discussing it. I went, ooh, so there you go. Uh -huh. Long, long time ago now, Riley. Okay, so um, I would like to ask some quick questions about identity though, because obviously you are building a bigger and bigger platform and um, your and that's the whole purpose of the people supporting you in your work and the rest of it that you more people will follow you and be influenced by you so how does riley manage to stay being riley rather than becoming the person that everyone wants riley to become whoever that might be to be really really honest with you and your wonderful amazing listeners it's really hard it is so hard it is um it is a constant battle every single day. Um, it's something that I have actively really struggled with and had to retrain my brain. You know, I have had to learn to choose that my worth is not attached to what I do. You know, it, it's not attached to my success. It's not attached to numbers. It's not attached to, you know, social media performance. It's not. And that has been really, really hard for me. My brain is very analytical. I like to look at numbers. I like to understand how things work. Um, it is really easy to compare myself because of that. And so I have really prayed hard this past year and confided in mentors and people that I love and trust, which is so important um, in efforts to really help help me to reassess what my value is. And at the end of the day, identity and value lies in the never ending, never changing love of God that goes down to the cellular soul level. It's not performance-based. That's the whole, that is the whole principle of Christianity, right? It's, it's not about acts and performance and what we can do. It is about grace. It is the only faith in the world where grace is at the center. 
of the interaction between God and his children. And to me, I go back to that every day when I start forgetting who I am and where my identity is rooted. And that's been a game changer for me is, is taking away all of the performative aspects of what identity is and, and going back to the, going back to the simple version, the true version. That, that sounds to me wonderful. God's grace is astounding. And, uh, and, um, <laughs> I was, I was praying not very long ago. Uh, and, uh, I, I just said to God, God, I don't deserve your love. And I just felt God say to me, oh, you're beginning to get it now. And I was like, oh yeah, it's not because I deserve it. It's because you love me. So happy with that. Anyway. Um, so, um, could you just tell us a little bit then about your favorite moment so far of your career? What's been your favorite moment? Oh man. There have been so many beautiful, wonderful moments. And I look back and I, I think maybe they're very different than, than what people might say. I love playing shows. I love getting to release music. It's all amazing. But my favorite thing has to be the people. I get to meet some really amazing people and I get to hear some really amazing stories. Um, one of my, one of the absolute career highlights is uh, there's an amazing foundation here in the U.S. called the Ryan Foundation. And um, it's really amazing. It's radio based. So uh, inside of children's hospitals across the U.S., they have radio stations inside of these hospitals that the kids get to come down and be a part of the radio station and they bring guests in and they do music and crafts and it is so 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 incredible so i've really gotten to get close with my friends at the ryan foundation and that has been a career highlight that's that sounds like an absolute wonderful thing to do so yeah in the uk we have something called hospital radio um which each sort of hospital well a big size hospital will have its own radio station built into it and they get requests and all the rest of it but it sounds like that's an even potentially more active version of it, Ryan, Ryan Foundation, which I've not heard of, but sounds like a great thing to be involved in. So can I ask, what's been your most surprising moment with God? Oh, man. It, it, it takes me back to... It takes me back to March of 2020. I think we can all remember what we were doing around that time. Um, and I remember sitting on my bedroom floor as the world is seemingly shutting down around everybody. Um, and I remember sitting there with a piano in front of me. I've always found that in moments where I don't know what to say or do, I, I go find a piano and sit down in front of it. So I was on my bedroom floor with a piano. And I remember asking God, where are you? When are you gonna show up? When are you gonna make it better? When are you going to make it make sense? You know, we're all waiting for, we're all waiting for that. We all want that. And I think looking back now, a big part of what I was feeling is going back to the whole thing and identity, right? I had, I subconsciously had placed so much of my identity and self-worth in my busy calendar. You know, I, I would check my calendar when I had things pop up, whether it was interviews or shows or different things appointments, videos, whatever it was, I got so much satisfaction and fulfillment out of that. And sitting there on my bedroom floor, I so gently heard God say, hey, look at John 10, 10. The enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy, but I've come to give life and give it abundantly. So that means when the calendar's empty, that life is abundant. 
That means when your whole life is changed and the things that used to feel like fullness, when they're taken away, there is still abundance. And I think in that moment, you know, I've read John 10, 10 a zillion times, but it was so surprising to hear the context, to hear the context of that in a new way. And that has really reshaped a lot of how I've gone about life within the past two years, really. It's been beautiful. It's been a beautiful experience. I think that sounds great to just have God in the middle of everything else becoming not what we'd expect. Uh, and then God steps into it. Uh, that's that's a, right. a great moment. And to have had that, I've got to say, March 2020 to get that moment is great. Much better than getting it at the end of the pandemic. Oh. Uh, is, is, it would have been quite hard to have gone through all of that loss, effectively, of losing all the stuff that you were so built into you, I guess. Yeah. Right. And granted, I hear that. And again, a million times a day, I'll be like, oh my gosh, what am I going to do? What am I? And, and I have to go, okay, let's remember, let's pause, let's take a step back. What is real abundance? Because in some ways it was really bad timing for you, if if I may say so, because I feel that you were really, things were really beginning to take off for you really quite well. Yeah. Uh, you'd, you'd had, so your album, Riley Clemens, was out in 2018. You'd done some touring that had been great. What an exciting moment. And then for everything to be dashed is um, it's hard because if you lose momentum, that can be really difficult to pick up again from. But I, I think it's true to say that you've done a very good job. So it's been, it's been, it's been going again. So your album came out um, last year. So Godsend, fantastic album. And was the deluxe version. When did the deluxe version come out? Oh, don't hold me to this. I think it was a month and a half ago now. Yeah, pretty recent. So, so, so early, early April 2022 is what we're talking about, isn't it? Yes. So, if anyone listening to this, some years in the future, this is the period that we're recording. We're recording in in May 2022. So, okay, but it's um, it, it's an absolutely stormer uh, of an album, um, and uh, and we're going to hear the song "God Send" in just a moment. But it'd be lovely if you could take a moment just to tell us the backstory to that song and why it's significant to you. Yeah, so good. Um, thank you for the kind. The kind comments about the album it means a lot to me and i also appreciate i also appreciate the recognition of <laughs> some of the hard timing you know it was really tough and i had to work through that and show myself grace and show other people grace and there's a lot to that and i think a lot of people can relate to the bad timing i've heard so many stories of man wish that wouldn't have happened then so i i know that's such a universal experience based on that time um, uh, but actually, it does it does lead into the story of how this song Godsend was created and composed. And it dates back to 2019. I remember having the word Godsend written down in the notes section on my phone very early on in that year. Uh, and I knew I knew that would be the title of my next record. I knew I didn't have any songs for the next record yet. No, nothing. I did have the title of the album and so I I knew that I would write a song called Godsend I really wanted to I just I knew that God would tell me when it was time because at the time that I had the idea for it and the title Godsend I didn't know how to write the song and that's such a I hadn't lived enough life you know I hadn't experienced the experience that would inspire it so to speak and so I kind of waited out on that one and it goes back to the moment we just talked about, March 2020. I was sitting on my bedroom floor, having this talk about abundance, having these conversations with God, praying deep in prayer, honestly, really upset, really afraid, really mad, 
um, there was a lot of emotion going on and I sat on my bedroom floor and I think it's in those moments of asking God, where are you? When are you going to show up? When are you going to fix it? When are you going to make it better? Ever so gently in that moment, God reminded me that Riley, what if it's not about me showing up and fixing it? Cause you know, I can, what if it's about choosing faith when it doesn't really make sense? What if it's about choosing faith in the chaos and the broken and the confusion? What if it's about choosing faith in those moments? And I think for any listener that comes across this song, you know, I don't know what their day looks like. You know, maybe they woke up and they, they are having the best day. They're in the best time of their life. Things are going great. Or maybe they, they don't know how they're going to get out of bed in the morning. And I think wherever anybody is in the spectrum of that, when I was writing that song, it was a song that I chose to write in faith, that maybe every broken place I've been was a godsend. It's become a really special song. It felt like the center of the album. Uh, The album is simply a culmination of all the experiences I had from age 19 to 20. You know, the highs, the lows, the heartbreak, the, the learning, the, the sense of, of understanding more about God, all of it is in there. And it all comes back to the experience as being something that was God-given. So it really ties a bow on the album and is the thematic center of it. In every closed door, every single sharp thorn, every answer that didn't make sense. What if maybe they were just teaching me to depend on? That was Godsend by Riley Clemens. And I'm so pleased to say that Riley is still with us here for the artist interview. Hey, Riley, thanks for everything that you shared. Um, it's been a joy listening to you uh, and the journey that God's taken you on. I know it's not always been easy. It's not always been straightforward, but clearly you've been walking faithfully with him. It would be lovely if at this moment you'll be happy to pray for our listeners. I would be so happy to. Dear Lord, I am so grateful for this time year together. It's been truly so sweet. I love that you have so blessed this conversation. I can feel it. You have been in it. I pray for our society that we would lean into talking about the things that are sometimes hard to talk about, talking about the ups and downs of life because they will always come. They will always be there. But understanding that you are at the center of them and you are with us even then is is the foundation of hope. I pray for these listeners. I don't know what they're in the middle of, whether it's the best time or the hardest time. I pray that you would give them peace that surpasses all understanding and comfort them as they come and as they go. You're a good God and we love you. Um, bless the people who are who are listening and bless us as we've gotten to hang out and chat. It's been so lovely. Uh, we love you so much, Lord. In Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Riley. Uh, If you're listening at home and you're thinking, who is this Jesus that Riley and Gordon are chattering on about? Just encourage you to get along. If you're in the UK to www.findachurch.co.uk, there are thousands of churches that would love to help you find out more about God's love. And if you're listening to one of our partner stations worldwide, just contact the station and say, can you recommend a really good church to me? Okay, so 
Riley, you've shared a little bit about your journey um, and various other bits and pieces. And I've got I've got some other questions for you. Um, could you tell me when was the last time that you cried and why? Oh, I cried last night. I'm going to be real honest with you. Um, I it was happy tears. It was really happy tears. I was I was super overwhelmed. Um, there's a lot of good stuff coming up. There are a lot of exciting things coming up. And uh, I, I had a moment of thinking, oh my goodness, I'm going to Europe. Two years ago at this time, that would have been impossible. So I, yeah. I, love, I, I love a good cry. So I let it out. I felt my feelings and just let it on out. Well, that, that is good. You know what? I'm, I'm, because I asked you the question, I'm going to also answer the question for myself. Please. Because I, I'm, not, I'm not a big blubberer, but some things sometimes get me. And um, uh, so we, we sent an invitation to about 60 people to come around to our house. We, we only wanted about sort of 20 max to come, but we sent it to about 60 people right. um, to come around just, just for like some afternoon tea in the garden. Uh, and and our, we, quite a lot of people responded. It was, it was great. But I, I felt there was one more. And I said to my wife, I think there's one more meant to be coming. Um, and then really late on, I got a message that said, is it too late for me to come? And it's this person who's just been through this awful, sad time where, where very sadly their, their mum has passed away. And when she sent the message saying, is it too late? Could I come? I just cried. And I, I was like, of course you can come. And it was so lovely that she did come. But just God's compassion there, just touching my heart. And I've never cried before about somebody coming around to my house for tea. But in that moment, I just felt God's love over the person. And um, so that that was that was the last time I cried fairly recently. So um, anyway, sorry, listeners. I don't know why I'm sharing my stories. This is all about Riley. No, you should share it because it is healthy to cry. It is healthy to cry. I think it, I think it probably is. Yes. Um, okay. So... Do you have a story of when things go wrong, but God's put it right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, life is full of those stories, right? I, I look back on um, I look back on so many of my experiences in high school of going through um, going through hard times of, of loss of friendship or relationships and feeling so much confusion and and angst and it feeling so feeling like it went so wrong and you know you you go forward and you see oh that happened for a reason you know maybe that person wasn't meant to be in my life or things like that I look back on in in a newer sense at at 22 and all my adultness I still don't feel like an adult FYI um but in the past couple years my family has walked through a really tough season of loss within our family um, of just some family hurt, which is on family hurt is hard to talk about. It's a different kind of hurt. I think it's hard to talk about sometimes in the church too, but I think it should be more normalized. And so that's why, I mean, I will open up and tell the story. Um, but there was um, a family member who, who really hurt my family. And uh, we, we walked through that and lived through that and it was tough and it was full of tears and it was full of confusion and uh, everything felt so wrong. And even though it wasn't fully, it hasn't been remedied. And I, I, think, I think it's not about that. Through that, God used it to bring our family of five, my mom, my dad, my brother, sister, and myself closer than we've ever been before. 
And so it was such a beautiful experience of watching God stay true to that Romans 8:28 promise that all things work together for the good of those who love God and are the called according to his purposes. Oh, for the good. You should write a song about for the good. And that's a great title for a track, isn't it? I know. <laughs> we maybe we'll come to that one in a moment because it's it's a it's a it's a cracker. So, but we've got some important things we've got to talk about. So that I just say I'm, I'm glad that God has used that situation for good and turned it around and brought your family closer together. That's, that is a lovely testimony to have out of something that the enemy would want to use to, to, to destroy. Um, so Europe. Now, the first thing I've got to tell you about Europe is we're very much looking forward to you coming. The second thing I've got to tell you is, do you know that we write our dates differently to you? Yes. So you switch the month and the day, correct? Yeah. Yeah. So I, I suspect we've been writing dates longer than the Americans. So I feel you have switched it, but we're not going to argue this point because there's quite a lot of Americans doing it that way around. I agree. I agree with that. Oh, you're right. Okay. Well, the only reason I mention it is that on your beautiful bit on social media, where you said you're looking forward to coming to Europe, you've done American dates. And I was going, she's coming in February. That seems unlikely. So, um, cause of course you put the second of, or you put 0602, but anyway, I'm just splitting hairs. Cause the good news Riley is, you are coming to the UK for an absolutely amazing time. I'm very, very excited because I'm going to get to see you. Um, at, at what are you coming to? I am so, so, so excited. Wait, what did you do? You ask when I was coming? Yeah, what are you coming to? What's it called? Oh, it's called Big Church Day Out, baby. Big Church Day Out. Come on, it's going to be awesome. So if you haven't got your tickets yet, dear listener, if you like Christian music, if you want to see some of the very best acts uh, that you can possibly see at the moment in the UK, by a mile, you've got to get along to Big Church Day Out. Uh, Riley Clemens will be there with an absolute shed load of amazing artists. It's going to be fantastic. What's the biggest crowd you've ever played in front of, Riley? Man, that's tough. I'm really bad with numbers. Like I, 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 I really, I would like, if, if you're asking me the distance from one place to the other, I'd have no idea. Same with estimating crowds beyond me. I would say probably like 8,000, 10,000 around there. Okay. Okay. Which is a sizable number. And you, you did say you're analytical though. So you like numbers, but it is hard to guess the number of people in a room. If you're an evangelist, it's probably, you're probably guessing three times more than the actual number that's there. It's hard to say. That's exactly right. <laughs> but um, what I was going to say is this is, you know what? There will probably be at Big Church Day Out between 30 to 40,000 people. So it is going to be a big party. And uh, and I am so chuffed that you got it. Now, just quickly tell us, first of all, how did you get the invite? How did that come about? Well, I got a call from my agents that I was very excited about. And um, I was cool. I was I quickly said yes, but they they called and they said, hey, right. Because they know I love international dates. I love a British accent. I love everything about y'all's culture. I really, really do. And so the minute I got the call, it was an immediate yes. It was, I was so, I couldn't have been more thrilled. That is so great. Do you know that you get to stay in like an ancient manor house? No. What? If you're, I'm assuming that you, I'm assuming that you are going to be staying on site. Um, and if so, you will stay in Whiston House, which I, I get to sleep in a tent. You get to stay in Whiston House. It's gloriously cool. You got to look it up online. You'll go, oh, wow, that's amazing. So, I will. That is incredible. So it's it's a glorious place. Anyway, so listeners, if, you, if you're at home, just so you know, coming up, start of June, 
it's the Queen's Platinum Jubilee celebration, and the very best way to celebrate it is by being at Big Church Day Out. The rumours are not confirmed as to whether she's going to be there or not. I don't think she really will be, but it's going to be great fun. So, um, so and anyway, Riley will be there. Even if Her Majesty the Queen doesn't make it, it will still be fun to celebrate with Riley. So, um, so you got the call. You said definitely yes, and then you're going on to some other places. Where else are you going? I am. I'm so excited. So I'll have a week in Europe to explore and look around and all that good stuff. I don't know what I'm doing yet, but I do know that I will end up in Amsterdam for EO Youth Day, which I'm also so excited about. Wow, that sounds like fun. And then after Amsterdam? After Amsterdam, we're going to, it's a month later, but I'll be back and I'll be in Norway. Gosh. So, okay. Well, of those options, Big Church Day Out is clearly the closest to just about all of us. I suppose if you're in the far end of Scotland, Norway might be closer. I'm not sure. I'll have to have a look at a map. But, um, but anyway, so Norway. Now, Norway sounds like an unusual place to go to. Why are you going to Norway? And it's nice. I've been there. I have never been to Norway myself, but I got the call. I'm going to play a festival there. And genuinely, I... I am so excited to continue to play more international dates and hopefully get to come back and visit you guys in the UK more often. So we're just, I'm saying yes, I want to be there. I'm so excited. So with regards to the UK, how many times have you been to the UK before? I've been once previously, once in 2019. And I, I loved it. I got to explore Windsor, which was amazing. Got to run around London a bit, but I, I'm ready to, to go to West Sussex. I'm so excited. That's cool. Did, uh, did you did you any gigs when you're here or was it sightseeing last time? So I passed through London last time on my way to play a show in Slovakia and Denmark. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, in that case, it sounds like you've been to more, more of Europe than I have now at this point. That's quite a few places. So I've been to some good places. You, what, what's your favorite place you've been to in Europe? Oh, the UK, for sure. Okay, I know I, that is definitely the right answer. But um, but if you said somewhere else, we, we, we would have said it would have been acceptable, I think. But okay, so um, and what do you think God's got for you for the next sort of 10 years? What do you feel God's plan for Riley is? What's the most important thing that he wants to work in you? The most important thing that I sense and I feel is to stay authentic, to be faithful to what he has put in front of me to be faithful to the people he has put in front of me and to honestly tell my story as a Christian woman who has a platform. I am so passionate about singing about Jesus, but not in the type of way where, you know, you put Jesus in your Sunday box or you put Jesus in a box and you just write song. I want to write about my life, my, my relationships, my family, my mental health, all of it through the lens of somebody who is passionately in love with Jesus. That is my priority and my goal. It is so incredible to be on this earth and we will have so many of these experiences. And I think it's so important to write about them through the lens of a believer. And I'm passionate about that. And I, I will continue to do that. That sounds to me like a great thing. I, I've got to say, I think, I, I say this respectfully, I think you've grown up a little bit since I knew you two years ago and even when I met you two years ago I thought you were really nice and I was really impressed with you but it feels like there's been a journey going on with you that um I guess we're always on this journey but it, it does feel like uh, God's been expanding you so um in, in and testing and, and all the rest of it and refining so it's um it's exciting and I'm really genuinely looking forward to continuing to promote uh, your music and to play it here in the UK uh, because um I think you've got some really good stories to tell 
but also some awesome music. I, I really have enjoyed listening to it. Yeah. So, and, and you'll, you would never get this, and, and I'm, every listener in the world who's listening will go, Gordon T is bonkers when he says this, but in Headspace, um, there is a little bit of the, uh, the, <laughs> of the song in there. Reminds me a little bit of the line from, not, not the lyrics, but um, the, the sonics. It reminds me a bit of um, Prince singing Kiss. Sorry, I'm not supposed to clap. It's loud on the No, couch. you're allowed. You're allowed, yes. clap, you're allowed to clap for when you want to clap. So, so, but I, I listened to it. I went, oh, I think I can hear Prince in there almost. Do you like Prince? That was one of our key inspirations. I do. I love Prince. It's the top of the. You can't come. Yes. Exactly. I'm okay. I'm glad that I got that right because I. You're not crazy. Good. That's true. Good. Okay. Because because sometimes I spot things and I and I I play them to other people and they go no you're just seeing something that's definitely or hearing something that's not there but I I, I thought oh that's really nice. No, that was fully. It was very inspiring, my friends. It it worked for me and I thought it was very coolly done. So um so I'm 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 glad that I get a, a team point for that one. Okay. So um, work life balance. How do you maintain work life balance and all the rest of it, apart from cross stitch. I am working on that. I'm working on that. I, I it's interesting. I don't have a nine to five job. It is uh, all encompassing in different ways. My hours are weird. My days are different every day, which I love. It's a huge blessing. It's a huge pr privilege. I'm very grateful for that. But it also does make it harder to draw healthy boundaries. You know, it's you, you can be up at midnight doing creating content or writing or whatever it is so i think it's finding the line between creative inspiration striking at random times but also keeping keeping safeguarding home life and personal life i'm working on it it's a balance i don't know yet i'm working on it <laughs> yeah. in in fairness you're you're 22 you've probably got a little bit of time to work that sort of thing out uh, it, it's the thing that as you, as you get older, you need to be more and more clear on, and well, don't burn yourself out, whatever you do, but, but as, as other demands come in on life as well, it's work-life balance is something that's good to have got in place a bit like tithing and giving, because if you do that, when you have very little, it's much easier to do as God True. increases the amount of money that you have. So, um, okay. So, um, you know, we've got, we've got one more song to hear from you and we've just got time for a couple more questions first, if you're okay. I'd like to know about which Bible character you most relate to, or which Bible story you feel you most fit in. That's a really good one. I mean, I, I have a few, I love the, I love the strong women in the Bible for sure. Queen Esther is a favorite. I love Queen Esther. Uh, I love her story. I also yesterday was reading about the woman at the well. And I think that that story was the, the whole new inspiration for me that just the way that the Samaritans worked and Jesus passed through and that conversation happened and she wasn't expecting it, but she was welcome to it. I think that that's something that I, I would want to live out is even though something catches me off guard, if Jesus is wanting to have that conversation or wanting to talk to me, being open to it and then going and spreading the good news around. So I, I think that that story really, it was beautiful to read yesterday. It's a good story. It's a good story and there's stuff that all of us can learn from it, but you're right. It's, I guess, I guess it's as a, as a guy, I guess it's very easy because an awful lot of, of guy characters in the Bible, but actually there's some amazing women characters as well. Yes. Um, so, uh, I, I guess that's helpful to be able to, to see the ones and God speak to you through them. That's cool. Um, I'll, I'd love you to tell us about 
the final track uh, that you're going to play for us. Uh, I, I believe that this is called For the Good. Um, yes, that's what it's called. Tell us all about it. So I told you a little bit earlier, just, just in our conversation, but For the Good was inspired by going through a tough season as the family, as a unit of my parents, myself, my brother, and my sister. Um, we walked through a hard season of hurt and betrayal and loss and through that seeing things go terribly wrong, you know, being hurt and not understanding it, we were really able to see some good come from it in the sense that our unit of five is closer and stronger together than we have ever been. And I think that that's the perspective that Romans 828 brings is, um, you know, all things work together for the good of those who love God and are the called according to his purposes. And that is such good news. It really, really is. And so I, um, I turned it into a song inspired by that. Um, and it has just been such a beautiful anthem to sing at shows and to hear on the radio and to share with people. So I'm, I'm super excited about um, the reminder that this song is, is bringing of, of the goodness of Romans 8 to me. For the good, for the good, you work And that was For the Good by Riley Clemens. Uh, I'm so grateful that she joined us today on the Artist Interview, a podcast from Hope FM. And there are many other artists, interviews, sounds to hear and stories to enjoy over at the Artist Interview podcast. Just search it up on your favourite platform, Apple Music, Spotify, we're there. So thank you so much for joining us. And if you do like the show, Please hop on there, subscribe, share it with your friends. That'd be much appreciated. Until next time, I'm Gordon T. God bless you. Talking to some of the best names in contemporary Christian music. This is the Hope FM Artist Interview.